right, back here on 760 WJR. You know, as we uh, try to debate some of these points about Israel and what rights it has, uh, and if it's really committing war crimes, etc., I thought it would be interesting to uh, speak to someone who actually specializes in that area, wrote an interesting piece about this, uh, what is exactly a war crime when it comes to a siege. Eugene Kantorovich is our guest. He is uh, head of International Law Department at the Kohlet Policy Forum, a Jerusalem think tank, also a professor at George Mason University in their law school. Thank you for coming on with us, Eugene. Uh, explain to us, if you would, what a siege is under, milit- under international law and how it is or isn't sort of accepted, as you wrote in your piece. Certainly. Uh, good, good to be here. Uh, a siege is a military tactic where you basically close off an area to attempt to deny supplies to the enemy. Because in wartime, and people have to understand, war is a horrible, terrible thing, which is why international law makes it illegal to attack another country, to attack people. But at the same time, international law gives countries that are attacked an inherent right of self-defense. And when you're fighting, and when you're uh, in a war, you uh, not only attempt to kill your enemy, you you can deny them provisions. And a siege is when you say, we are closing off this area where our enemy is, enemy forces, and we're not going to let anything in. And according to international law, and you can read this in the United United States Defense Department Law of War Manual, siege is a legitimate and permissible and actually standard form of warfare. America has done this in Fallujah. America has done this in many other places. Obviously, you're trying to keep your enemy from getting supplies, either bullets or food. You don't have to feed your enemy's army. And the prob- a problem arises when, as in the case of uh, Hamas, the enemy, Hamas, is mixed in with civilians. But the law of war clearly says that when you are denying food to your enemy, if that also incidentally means denying food to civilians in the area, or not denying food to them, but blocking access to supplies, that is lawful under the laws of war. And just in the past couple of days, two different U.S. uh, military academy professors, West Point professors, wrote that what Israel is doing is entirely legal. America would do exactly the same thing. And there is nothing in international law against us. Yeah, it's you know, I wasn't really aware until I read your piece that that this is kind of spelled out in what is, I guess, loosely accepted, at least by civil countries, if there is such a thing as a civil country engaged in war, it's kind of an oxymoron, uh, about how you fight and and what's considered legitimate and what's considered a war crime. And despite people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calling, you know, any kind of response from Israel uh, collective punishment on the citizens, it's, it's, it, it is how how wars are fought. It just seems to be that when it comes to Israel, there has to be a whole different set of rules that they're, they're allowed to be attacked, but they're not allowed to fight back because they might hurt civilians, even though they just lost 1,200 to 1,400 civilians. And what's crucial to point out is Israel is not purposefully targeting civilians. Israel is attacking military installations. But Hamas chooses to put its military installations under hospitals, as we saw today, 
uh, in civilian areas. And it is an axiom of the law, uh, law of war, stated by the International Committee of the Red Cross, that because, just because uh, a, an enemy locates their military facilities among civilians does not protect, immunize those targets from attack. Because the doctrine uh, that Israel's critics are pushing for actually encourages uh, terrorist groups like Hamas to put their facilities among civilians. If that means you can't be attacked, everyone's going to put this stuff there. Right. Uh, and that, of course, would only lead to more civilian casualties. Right. But I wasn't aware that this is actually in a, in, in a document uh, that is, I mean, do, do countries go by these documents by and large? Absolutely. They engage the United against? States certainly does. Siege is a normal military tactic. And indeed, the United States Defense Department Law of War Manual the siege is actually a kind of nice tactic. That is to say, it's better to try to besiege a place and wait them out. Uh, that can actually be less harmful to civilians than engaging in dense urban combat. And that's exactly what Israel is trying to do, reduce well, civilian casualties. Also, they've also delayed the actual ground offensive that they warned against for days now. Uh, when they originally gave a 24-hour notice to civilians to clear out, that 24 hours has become 48, 72, 96, it's, it's, it's gonna, and it's probably going to go for several more days because the president's going to be there. They're certainly not going to start something while he's there. So all of this is, is, is providing an opportunity for people to try to get out of harm's way. Again, I'm not minimizing how terrible it would be to have to leave your home in war. That's awful. Uh, but the, the one thing that's more awful than that is dying. Uh, and and so with this much time, how is it that people still just seem to fall back? It's almost like a default position that everything that Israel does is some kind of war crime. Um, I think it's not an accident that the only Jewish country in the world is given a unique set of international law rules to abide by. It is the modern form of anti-Semitism is to create a unique set of rules for the Jewish state by which Jews have to live like they're still in a ghetto. When they're attacked, they can't fight back. And that, that's what we're seeing. Everyone felt very bad about the Jews getting killed. But the only thing they feel worse about is Jews trying to stop it from happening again. Yeah. Eugene, the past few days, we keep hearing this word proportionality. Now, I, I'm, uh, I'm puzzled by that. Does that mean you, you only hit back to a certain degree? I thought the idea was to take your enemy out. Yeah, that would be absurd, right? If it means that you can only do things proportional to what happened to you, that means Israel would have to figure out the correct portion of babies to decapitate, God forbid, women to rape. Obviously, that's not what proportionality means. Proportionality means the understanding that uh, military strikes sometimes have civilian casualties, incidentally. And an attacker needs to only attack military facilities. But some civilian damage is permissible, unfortunately. And uh, that civilian damage needs to be proportionate to the military advantage you're trying to gain. In other words, you can't wipe out a city block to take out one sniper. But what is the military advantage Israel is trying to gain? To protect itself from genocide. That's a pretty big military advantage. Uh, and as a result, this you know, affects the balance of uh, targeting decisions. But Israel is only targeting uh, military targets. And no other Western army would uh, in, c conduct a campaign like this with such a 
care about civilian casualties. Israel yeah, waited. I, I'm not trying to remember. Hours. I'm trying to remember when we went into Iraq, in you know, in the throes of our righteousness after 9/11 and Afghanistan. Was there anything similar to this? Like, well, make sure you don't hurt any civilians. So no country is judged by the standards that are applied to Israel because these standards are not really international law. That's the point. This is not about international law. This is about telling the Jewish state that it's terrible if they kill you. We feel, we feel very bad. But you can't protect yourself this way. You can't protect yourself by siege. You can't protect yourself by bombing them. You can't protect yourself by going in and engaging in urban combat. Oops, sorry, bad luck. It turns out you can't protect yourself at all. And what we see is, you know, the, the motto of never again, which international law was pledged to after World War II, really becomes whenever Hamas wants. And that's not, not something that Israel can tolerate. Yeah. No, uh, no country stuff. can tolerate. Fascinating stuff. Eugene, thank you for spending some time with us. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you for having Eugene me Eugene Kantorovich there uh, from uh, George Mason University and the Cola Policy Forum. It's 760 WJR.